Hi, I'm Kyle Floyd, CEO and founder of Vox Royalty Corp. We're a returns-focused mining royalty business. We focus especially on buying third-party royalties all around the globe, interestingly, with one of the largest portfolios in Western Australia. Uh, that indeed. I'm Kyle Gissi again. I'm, you just put out the kind of third quarter uh, numbers uh, like, like most people have at the moment. What can you tell us? Look, Matt, another really good quarter for Vox and our team and our shareholders. So proud to put out these results. Uh, another solid quarter of revenue growth, Q over Q, uh, record gross profit margins, which I think is a really significant metric in the mining royalty space. Uh, and also earnings, so a really strong quarter for us. Yeah, I can. We talked to, um, a lot in the past about um, the way that you go about business. You know, it's 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 solid, it's conservative, it's accretive, and I guess the importance of that is uh, starting to resonate with people, especially in markets like this where equities are being crushed. Yeah, well, you know, I think the the markets are in a different place from where they were two and a half years ago, coming out of COVID. Uh, it's very clear that inflation's real and it's really driven focus, I think, for investors back onto returns. And Box has always been a more returns-oriented royalty company where we're really trying to create multiples on invested capital. Uh, we're looking and, and scrutinizing returns over short, medium, and long-term durations where a lot of the sector, because of competition, has been driven to forecasting very, very long-dated returns, which come with a lot of risk compounded. So um, you know, this market, I think, has been good for us. It's allowed us to, I think, demonstrate that we execute a little differently uh, and in a way that's really focused around shareholder value. I think our quarter that we just announced also highlights that fact. And so it's a great time for Vox. I mean, the markets are what they are. Uh, but we continue to produce the results that you know we told shareholders we would. Right. Okay. And and we'll kind of come on to the kind of benefits of royalty investing as part of your portfolio in a, in a second. But um, let's just kind of break down when you talk about return on capital invested. You guys got to be smart as to where you deploy your capital and you know and and how quickly that return kind of comes through. So you've been doing a little bit of jigging jigging around of the portfolio yourself recently. Can you kind of give us an update on on, on what you're buying, what you what deals you're doing? Yeah, well, the fundamental uh, belief at Box is we have to generate meaningful returns for our investors beyond our cost of capital. And so we don't come out with an exact cost of capital figure. There would be debate on exactly what that is. Um, but you, know, you can look at the returns we've generated. We put about $50 million into buying third-party royalties uh, last year alone, that generated almost $10 million top line. So it's about a 20% current return on invested capital this year with guidance that we're on track for, as we as we said in the release. It's 11 to $13 million top line. That's getting close to a 25% return on invested capital. Um, so we're tracking on those metrics very, very well. What we're also looking to do is demonstrate to the market that we can continue to grow very creatively. So we're working on different, uh, I think, levers that we can pull and that we control to show the market that we can grow um, in a way that we're, we're minimizing new shares issue. And so one of the ways that we can do that is with non-core assets and latent capability. And one of those, I think, levers that we pulled and that we announced is we sold um, rights to our, the, the portion of our database pertaining to coal royalties, uh, a very experienced group of coal traders and coal financiers. So we don't take any coal exposure directly in our portfolio for obvious reasons. Um, but by selling these rights uh, to another group, when they're successful buying coal royalties based off of the information in our database, it's very robust, we'll get uh, a, a percent of the transaction amount. And so that would be a way that we can continue to create, I would say, 
excess value for shareholders around assets that we're not getting credit for. Right. And the, the other thing that's going on at, uh, at the moment is the fact that the capital markets are absolutely constrained. So in terms of development plays, you know, we've spoken to CEOs who are just, you know, they're, they're basically sw- turning down the dial with regards to their owner teams and because those expectations, they're not going to be able to get funded, uh, certainly not cheaply, and um, they're going to kind of give away a lot of the upside. So how do you view the market in terms of where you're thinking of deploying your capital? Because clearly producers are throwing off cash, but that's the expensive end of the deal-making um, side of the room. Um, developers, you've got to be very clear whether these teams can actually get finance and get get into production soon, would you say have to take a longer term view of that? And obviously, time is money. Yeah, for for Vox, Matt, it's really more of the same. We continue to find near term producing assets where we're very confident that these assets are going to come into production. Yes, the headwinds that you've mentioned in the sector are very real. We're seeing delays across the board, not necessarily in Vox projects, but in the market in general, um, where because of the additional capital costs, because of the inflationary pressures. Uh, it's also difficult getting the right people these days. So there's a, a confluence of factors that's delaying projects and, and creating cost increases. And then therefore, um, you're seeing some mining companies pull back. You know, I'm pleased to say most of the portfolio assets we have royalties over are, are on track and moving ahead. And that's very productive for Vox and our shareholders. But you're right. The overall market headwinds are, are real in that respect and necessitates, I think, a, a sharper sharper pencil in terms of what royalties you're buying um, and the confidence level that you need to have that those assets will ultimately come into production over over the time frame that you expect. And so that's always been a focus of Box. Um, this market has not caught us by surprise. Uh, and you know we'll, we're very, very well positioned with our current organic portfolio, not to mention the the acquisitions that we're evaluating now as well. Right. Okay. And then to, just in terms of that kind of growth profile that you know investors look for, um, the organic bit is, is, is a little bit slower, um, but it's, it's, it's usually profitable. Um, how, how do you break down your portfolio in, at the moment in terms of that ex- existing revenue, the, that growth profile, near-term revenue, and that that growth profile? Um, is, is, do you feel it's balanced? You know, it's really balanced for us. Um, a lot of the growth that we've realized this year has just been from the growth organically of the assets coming into production or, or ramping production further uh, through expansion. So, we're well positioned next year. We should see a lot of the same where uh, the expansions are, are becoming fully realized within the portfolio and the new assets are coming online. Um, so the organic growth of our portfolio is great for those who are newer to the royalty sector. That's growth that we don't have to pay anything for. That's not new acquisitions. That's just assets we've already acquired and paid for that are producing excess returns and, and results within the portfolio. Um, that's pure benefit to to the business. So we're not paying anything in addition for that. So that's a really great component of our portfolio with almost 70 royalties. We're seeing growth across the platform, exploration to development to what's in production. Um, and it's a testament to our asset selection and, and picking assets that are we think are going to materialize in, into real value for our shareholders. Okay, so let's look at the, the here and now. Okay, so your share chart kind of looks like, a, like well, it's a bit better than most share charts, which it seems to be in some terminal decline. Um, but nevertheless, it's it's sideways at best, a little bit a little bit down. Um, you do issue a dividend though. So that that so I want what I kind of want to get into, for people who have not invested, who are not investing in equities more broadly at the moment because they're a little bit nervous about what, what the Fed's going to do, what the market's going to do, have they, are they going to have disposable income, discretionary spends next year? Are we heading towards a recession? 
What would, how do you categorize royalties more broadly? And I don't expect you to be a spokesman of the industry, but if, if you wouldn't mind sort of at least tipping your hat towards um, maybe sharing with us how you view investing in royalties for the for the average Joe. Yeah, well, a couple of components to that question. First and foremost, yes, we do pay a dividend. I should have probably noted that at, uh, at the forefront of the interview. Um, look, the way I look at that dividend is we're generating the highest cash on cash return to the industry. This was a way to demonstrate that we can continue to be disciplined, pay a dividend. We've already increased that by 10%. I expect that our free cash flow growth will, will compound higher than our dividend, but that doesn't mean that our dividend won't grow. Um, and so we believe that we're positioning investors to get paid to wait. It's the highest dividend payout ratio in the precious metals royalty sector uh, and growing. So we're pleased with our dividend. I think that's the right philosophy and the right discipline to grow a royalty company around. Uh, and I do think that that, you know, for uh, fully the pun intended, I think that's going to pay dividends for our shareholders. So I like our philosophy around our dividend. Secondly, the industry, I fundamentally believe, I've always believed in royalty companies. Uh, I believe royalty companies are best positioned to take advantage of what I think are going to be some pretty serious tailwinds um, for commodity prices over the long term investor sentiment and investor interest overall in commodities. I think all of that is going to pick up markedly over the next, you know, again, hard to pick a timeline, but certainly over the medium and long term. And the problem that you're going to face, you know, with a broader industry is that I think inflation for mining companies around their cost inputs is going to persist and going to be probably a little bit more um, than everyone hopes it to be. And so royalty companies, if they're buying assets well, and have good assets in the portfolio are going to insulate you from a lot of that risk and a lot of that negative exposure. So I fundamentally believe in royalties over the long term. Each company is different. The exposures they offer to investors are different. We have a very unique value-centered approach to buying royalties and how we we create our portfolio um, that I believe will outperform. Uh, and I think you know we've demonstrated and validated that with how we've deployed capital over the last five, six years. Right, and, if, and if I look at the the situation that you're in at the moment, okay, record year to date um, revenue, you know, to, to, to in the Q3, Q3, 9 million versus 6 million last year, 50% growth. Um, very, very nice. It's, it's, it's a little bit more than a creative in, in that sense. Um, how are you feeling? Most CEOs I speak to are feeling a little bit downtrodden, as they say in Scotland, a little bit downtrodden and sort of um, up, up against it. Now, one, because they're consuming a lot of cash and they're finding it hard to actually replace that cash cheaply or if at all. Uh, you are producing cash. Your overheads are low. Um, that's, the, I guess, one of the plus sides of, of royalties is that the, the, the low G&A component to it. What do you do in an environment like this? Because I know what, I know what the, the money companies are doing. A whole bunch are not a lot. So for you, how do you behave? Do you also sit back and hunker down? Well, we're in the fortunate position now of we have a lot of operating leverage that's manifesting within the business. We're positive cash flow. Cash flow continues to increase. That gives us the opportunity to reinvest those cash flows into new royalties. Um, and we've got over $8 million on the balance sheet. So we're very, very well positioned to continue buying royalties that we believe are highly accretive to our shareholders. Uh, and we don't need to go back to the markets to do that. So we're also looking at the opportunity on certain debt facilities uh, and unique ways to continue uh, accessing latent latent assets that are sitting within the portfolio that we're not getting credit for. We're going to continue looking for ways to increase value for shareholders. Some of that will be innovative. Some of that will be common sense. 
Um, but combined, I think we're going to be in great position to continue to execute building the portfolio at great value for our shareholders. And so, yes, while a lot of the industry is kind of reeled back because of the capital market headwinds, um, we are in a great position to execute. And these higher rates, I think, have brought a level. Um, it's in a lot of ways, I think, brought people back down to earth in terms of value expectations around different assets. Uh, and so it's kind of calibrated, I think, how the market and individuals that own royalties also value these assets in a way that's favorable to the industry and especially favorable to Vox. Uh, well said. Well said. In fact, I, we we did a poll recently. We kind of got people to kind of chip in with what they've learned over the last couple of years. And it's basically, I wish we'd focus on fundamentals and I wish we'd stop listening to um, commentators. Um, right. Kyle, appreciate your time. Stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Um, and congrats on uh, Q3. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you having us on the program.